Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. on Conspirit Normal after a couple of weeks break, and uh, we have uh, in studio tonight, we've got uh, Luke, say hello to everybody, Luke. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is after like a six-month hiatus. Uh, it's been a few months, I had a baby. Yeah, that's your new baby on the other end right now, and uh, Joe is here as well. Hey guys. We're going to be uh, talking to the Tennessee Race Chasers tonight, and uh we actually have them on the line, and uh, they have a show out right now that uh, has become more and more popular. It's uh, kind of like a little six-show run on Destination America on uh, called Ghost Asylum. And uh, guys, really, uh, you know, you guys have been on before, but uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. So uh, thanks for coming on. Introduce yourself so everybody, uh, you know, the audience can know who's talking when. Dougie, if you want to start. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Doug. Okay. Uh, hey, this is Chris. How you doing? <laughs> All right, we got Porter on the line. Hey, this is Porter over here. And uh, Tracy. Hey, Alice. Hey, Ross. What's going on, Chase? You been uh, doing any of your dubstep parties lately? Uh, we're still having a little trouble hearing you. Really? We can hear you. It's just uh, it's kind of like a, a mixture of uh, it's like a muffled. Uh, it sounds kind of like a couple of dogs fighting. <laughs> oh gosh! With towels wrapped around their head and they're standing in buckets. 
Well, we got some technical difficulties, I guess. Fix we that, got, like, fix that. We got people on your line and a bunch of people on my end, so. Yeah. Uh, can we start with my picture there? Right. We're starting to find our end here, so we'll just kind of get through it. This is 2014. You'd think we'd have a little higher. Yeah, I know, right? For real. We're having 97 right now. Well, I want to get started and talk to you guys about uh, about the show, Ghost Asylum. I know you guys have been uh, kind of in the planning with this for a long time. And uh, I just want to talk about, you know, first of all about, you know, what was it about, you know, why Ghost Asylum? You know, what does the title mean? And then, like, why are you investigating, like, some of the places that you're investigating? And whoever wants to take that can take that. David, you want to take that one? Sure. <clears throat> well, the the ghost asylum thing come along. Uh, I don't know what the deal was with the the, the ghost land Tennessee uh, transformation to uh, to destination America, but that that was their call. But it ended up being a good call because the the thing that we do is actually try to trap ghosts. So that being said the best place to do that is in these abandoned asylums uh, because everything we do is experimental and you don't want to go doing too much experimental stuff in somebody's home that needs help until you perfect the craft of actually containing this energy or spirit. Um, So it's a whole lot safer in these old abandoned asylums because there's nobody there and you don't have to worry about when you leave. If it's, you know, really pissed something off really bad, you don't have to worry about it affecting the family at this point. Right. So, what were some of the places that you went to? I mean, what was the, I know the you know the shows off for people to see, but like, what were some of the places that you, that you guys went to, and kind of like the risks of going into some of these old abandoned buildings like this? Um, well, the first place, and you know, the places that we went weren't necessarily uh, in order as far as what when they aired. Uh, sure. The first place we ended up going was Ironton, Missouri. <clears throat> the old Ironton Hospital, and that was a great investigation. These were all six were phenomenal places. Uh, we went to North Carolina. We went to Mississippi, Kentucky, uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, these were all just asylums that were handpicked for reasons, and it was because they had some dark backstories, uh, and they had something that we could build off of, something that we could really go in there and try to solve the mystery of what happened in some of these places. Uh, some of the, uh, some of the episodes went, you know, sometimes we didn't even know the full history uh, until maybe the second day, you know, something would come up and it would give us that much more to feed off of and, and kind of change our investigation around. You know, we may have been going at it this way, and then whenever we found this new bit of information, we're like, okay, we need to change our game plan. But, uh, I mean, as far as the asbestos and the mold, I mean, that stuff sucks. I mean, we... Right. We, we had to wear masks. We had to be cautious. Uh, I think I actually threw uh, some asbestos in Chasey's face, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> some nice asbestos fibers up your there. So that's really great. But it was, like, uh, it was all for the sake of uh, uh, scientific testing. Right. Throwing asbestos in somebody's face. You lost a few brain cells from that one. <laughs> He didn't have any brain cells to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the brain cells affected were in the auditory section, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, too, um, 
you know, which of the old hospitals that you guys felt like had the most activity that you went to? Border. Wow. You know, they wow. were they were all crazy. Um I, I, I think that the the best way to look at it is that the the darkest entities I think we dealt with were uh, at the hospital that we're going to be showing on Sunday night uh, at, in Banner Elk, North Carolina. That's uh, Cannon Memorial. Um, and I, I think the, the darkest entity we dealt with was there. The um, And it was it was really crazy. I mean, that, that, that one kind of got us excited uh, the first night for sure um, and, and had us fired up. The... Um, the next, uh, I guess, the, the most playful would have been in Ironton. That was the most playful spirit, I guess, uh, that we dealt with. Uh, actually played uh, tag up and down the stairs there uh, with the spirit. And then um, I, I would, I would say St. Vincent and Kuhn were both exceptional uh, investigations. We had uh, full body apparitions in both of those. Uh, you know, I, that was one thing that we really. Uh, we, we kind of was uh, focused on when we went in was, you know, we, we weren't expecting great things to come, but we, you know, we had hopes that it would, and and uh, every location was great. I mean, we didn't have a single dud, and, and, and they were all really great investigations. Porter, uh, as the historian of the group, you know, what was, like, kind of the backstory uh, of some of these places, and, and what, you know, what interested you? What had the most um, interesting kind of backstory to it? You know, they they all had something really neat about them. Uh, you look at Ironton, and you uh, you start digging into some of the geological uh, uh, makeup of the area and the material that was used to build the uh, to build the building. Uh, you, you look at the red granite and red quartz there that's used. That's uh, uh, it gets its red color from the iron ore that's in the area, so it's something that's unique to the area. So that was a really neat, neat aspect of the building, geologically speaking uh, and materially speaking. Um, I think probably some of the most sinister uh, or, or darker backstories that we saw were uh, at St. Vincent uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, you know, that one we, we thought we had... Uh, uh, we were going down one road with with the story, and then come to find out there was a piece of of dark history there that that was really not uh, it was difficult to uncover. And and we were we were fortunate that we had uh, we were able to get in touch with someone who had already done a lot of that research and uncovered those uh, those items that were that were more buried in history. Um, you know, Kuhn Hospital had some of the longest history. It went way back to the Civil War. Uh, it was, that was a really, really neat building and really, really cool history uh, uh, of the location and the area. The area was is so rich in, in history. Uh, yeah, that's in Vicksburg, right? That's in Vicksburg, Vicksburg. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, of course, you know, Cannon, Cannon Memorial over in Banner Elk is coming up here uh, this Sunday. Um yeah, you know, that that hospital it just had a it just has a dark history in general, and um, it even has a more more current dark history. So that was that was one thing that was really intriguing that it was it was even affecting uh, it's affecting individuals even after it's been shut down. So that was one thing that really intrigued me about that one. Um, 
you know, but, but they all they all had great backstories that really really drew you in once you started digging into them. How was it affecting people still? Could you repeat that? How was it that hospital still affecting people even after it was shut down? Um, well, you know, there's uh, it, it, it's one of those uh, locations that uh, seems to draw you in, and once it draws you in, then it affects you. Uh, it, yeah. uh, I, I can't disclose a whole lot about it until after the episode airs, but uh, you will really come to understand it. I mean, there's some history that goes along with the hospital uh, and with some of the, um, uh, the, 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 the city employees uh, there in the area uh, where they were... Um, well, they feel that it actually affected one of the city managers, and, and, and that story comes out of the show. Okay. All right. Uh, any of you guys want to take this one about the question about why some of these places are just so haunted, you know, beyond belief, you know? I, I know, of course, you're dealing with a hospital. You're dealing with, you know, death, of course, happening in a hospital. But why would you think of like the theory is like these spirits or these entities would hang around these places? What about your CRM? Well, these places we go to, they all had a either a mental ward, psychiatric ward, uh, something, something to do with uh, mental patients and everything. And to really dive into the human mind and everything, you got a lot of turmoil and anguish and. Uh, some of these places mis mistreated their patients and stuff when they were in care. Uh, some of the methods that they used were very archaic, uh, shock treatment, lobotomy, uh, just yeah. all kinds of bad stuff. And like I said, it's pretty much torture and all that stuff gets bottled up and a lot of negative energy and it just hangs around. And when it has the opportunity, it seems like it gets released back. And when we're there, that's usually what we end up dealing with is negative energy and uh, bad intention for the most part. So, Okay. Uh, I want to talk, too, about, you know, kind of like the dynamic in your group, you know, which, uh, you know, who's the leader and who, uh, you know, what the strengths and, and your weaknesses are and how you guys complement each other. And uh, Chris and Dee are kind of going to throw that question to you guys first. Go ahead, dude. Okay, you're talking about what our strength is each other, how it helps the team? Yeah, like, you know, like the, dy the dynamic within your group, like, you know, it, what uh, each person's kind of like role is and then like the strengths and weaknesses that you know, each person has and how you guys complement each other on those. Well, he's usually got pretty good snacks at his house, and we all seem to enjoy them a lot. But, yeah, we, we eat up all this food. <laughs> yeah, we don't eat up the house. There's no food left in the house. Yeah. That's mainly Brandon's fault. He ain't on the call. But Brandon, he, he's probably the littlest. He is the littlest guy out of all five of us, but he can out-eat any of us. Right. <laughs> got a pulse of guys in the refrigerator. <laughs> You know, to, to answer your question, um, I think I think the biggest strength of our team is is we. You know, there's really not a leader on the team. We're all pretty much leader minded, 
And we all have different uh, thoughts in our faith um, and what we think this stuff is. So when we go to the table to talk about the next location or the location we're at, we all throw so much, so many chips in on the table as information, and we put it together all as, okay, how can we bottle this together to, to come up with so many different scenarios? Could it be this? Could it be that? And we're never telling each other, no, that's not right. That's wrong. Um, you know, we're just like, well, yeah, that's a good idea. We, inter- we intermingle all of our, our, our faith and thoughts. And, you know, it keeps us all kind of open-minded and looking in from different angles, from a 360-degree uh, view. So, yeah. you know, that, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest thing with our team. You know, we don't have anybody on here saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's all like, okay, well, you know, that could very well be the case. Or, you know, well, let's think about it from this angle. So, I mean, we all bring different strengths, you know, through our faith. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing, and nobody's scared to do anything. We're all, we're all down to do whatever's needed at the time. Yeah. I believe, like, there's, like, a difference in opinion. Uh, is it, I think, Doogie, you believe more kind of like the the human ghost aspect a little more than Chris does. I may be getting that mixed up, but I think like you guys have some different opinions on like kind of the nature of ghosts. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, like you know, not speaking for Chris, but you know, he he doesn't think uh, that that these things are, are are humans that's left on. Me, I'm yeah. not say that they are. Because I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. Maybe it could be. Maybe it could not be. But I do know one thing. There are demons roaming out here. I think that's one thing we all agree on. Um, you know, Chris and Porter were both brought up in, you know, in the same faith. And you know, I think they both believe a lot of the same. I'll let them, them answer that question. But for me, you know, I'm on the fence. I'm not going to say one way or the other because I don't truly, honestly know. I do know there's demons. And I do know in the Bible it says there's spirits and roaming spirits. So what those spirits are, I do not know. Right. Yeah, we, we all kind of feel a little differently. Uh, different, you know, and I think Porter and Brandon and myself, we were all raised up missionary Baptist. Which, uh, you know, that's just like what goes back to what Doogie was talking about. It's all about your faith and what you believe. And we were brought up with that. You know, we, it was pretty much hammered into, into our hearts and in our minds. So we believe it full you know, heartedly, uh, and then, you know, maybe Porter and, uh, I mean, Doogie and Jason kind of have a little different uh, aspect on it. Um, they, you know, it's just all about your raising and, and what you believe and the experiences that you have along the way uh, on this road we call life. But also going back to the strength, you know, like Porter, for instance, he, he's kind of like the guy that, he's the smart one. Like, Doogie like and I, if you ask you know, like uh, a question that, that has something to do with science or you know the way something works or the engineering of it, uh, we're probably going to give you like a, a C answer. Reporter's going to give you like an A plus answer. Uh, right. And Stacy Ray, he's also very. I mean, he, he may not sound it, but he's actually pretty dang smart. He may not look it either, but he <laughs> he's got some he's got some dang good ideas, and he's good at building stuff and. Uh, you know, uh, Dookie, he's, he's... I love you, Chris. I love you, too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Dookie, he's real personable. He's easy to talk to, so he kind of gets clients that face. You know, when, whenever we come up to talk to people, he's got the smile and 
you know, he can he can kind of be personal with them and make them feel more comfortable about what's going on. And, uh, you know, we're all different. We all got strengths. We all got weaknesses. But where we all have weaknesses, the other one kind of makes up for it, you know. Right. Well, before I get to, you know, talking to Porter and Chasey, you know, about Chris, you know, has there ever been, uh, you know, because you do have kind of the more, you lean towards a demonic viewpoint of the origin of these things, but has there ever been anything that maybe, in, you know, the show, this show, or Ghostland Tennessee, or just in your independent investigations that have ever led you to think that maybe the possibility of human spirits? And, you know, I guess, you know, pointed towards me uh, personally, I'm pretty strong in my faith, so I think that's basically got, you know, that theory on lockdown for me. But there yeah. are, you know, times when I believe that, you know, there are definitely intelligent things out here. And when we ask questions that have things to do with maybe people who want to live and we're trying to communicate in that sense, you know, sometimes I'll even ask the question, you know, is this so-and-so? You know, it's saying, you know, the person that used to live there passed away. Is this Father Dolan? Is this, you know, whoever we're speaking with? That doesn't necessarily mean that I believe that's who I'm speaking with. But, you know, I also believe that sometimes demons use confusion. Uh, and they want us to think that they are that person to deceive us. And this is just my own personal opinion. So why not go back at them and make them think, you know, hey, I'm playing your game, but I'm also playing you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, this is kind of like you, you, know, you guys are Christians, you know, and that, and that comes out a lot in the show. You know, you all pray before the investigation and all that. And this is kind of one of the big debates right now, kind of some Christian circles that, you know, whether, you know, the demonic or human spirit, you know, you know, what's the, the kind of that debate there. So, uh, Porter, let's get your input on this since I've never had you on the show before. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, like Chris said, I mean, I, I tend to, uh, you know, rely on my faith a lot when uh, when I am uh, dealing with these things. And, and, and I think Chris, you know, he said it just as good as I could. And we, we look at this and we look at the, you know, religious texts and we study the texts and we, and we find that in, in numerous texts that, that speaks of a great battle in, in, in heaven or a great battle between evil and good. And you find that uh, in that battle, evil, uh, which, you know, a lot of people uh, tend to think of evil as being something that's very um, um, uh, scary, very dark, very negative at all times, but it's not. Uh, evil can be very appealing. I mean, even the Bible says that Lucifer was heaven's most beautiful angel. So, you know, what is Lucifer the epitome of? Lucifer is, Lucifer is the epitome of sin. Uh, sin is beautiful. I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that sin is beautiful. We all like sin. Uh, sin is fun, you know. Uh, it's difficult to be, you know, walk the straight and narrow path and, and try to be the uh, the person or uh, you know and live by the rules that you 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 need to. But you know, your faith keeps you there. And so, uh, you know, we're not infallible. Uh, you know, we all sin because you know it's just it's human nature to sin. Uh, we're not perfect, and so that's why we pray. Uh, you know, we need to ask for forgiveness for our sins. Uh, so so when you look at uh, these things that we deal with, you know, Chris said it best, it's just, you know, and going to that story of, of, of the battles in heaven, you know, hell was created for Lucifer and his followers. 
and then they were given run over the earth. And then, you know, their their job as demons are to deceive people and to turn people away from God's plan. And so what better way to do that than to appear to you as someone who walked this earth in life and then make you think they still roam the earth? Of course, based upon, you know, Christian beliefs, uh, you know, we don't believe that the human spirit still walks the earth. Um, you know, of course, now, me thinking about it, uh, you know, there's evil spirits here. There's also good spirits here. Um, I don't think you'll ever know for certain if you ever come in contact with an angel. You may uh, you may feel that you have, but, uh, you know, they say the Bible tells us and that we were created in God's image, and, you know, I would say that maybe the angels have some of that as well. And I look at it this way. I'm mischievous. I like to play pranks. Who's to say they don't play pranks? I don't know. Right. I don't think they would do right. something to deceive us or to turn us away from God's plan. So appear to 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 say that something is appearing to us as someone who walked this earth in life as human, I don't think they would do that. But now to to go and move a an object and just to let you know, hey, there's something greater here, maybe. I don't know. Um but I also think that if they're trying to deceive us into believing their ways or thinking they're something else, we can also deceive those deceivers into believing that maybe that they have that control over us. Uh, and in doing so, it may elicit an interaction or some type of appearance that we can then capture on uh, film or video. And then who knows, maybe the energy that they are using to do this with, we can capture that somehow and show people that we've captured an energy that we weren't able to visually see. Right. Something that's not, you know, visibly there if you guys capture an energy. And I want to kind of get back to get back to that a little later, but I want to kind of talk about, you know, uh, some of the stuff in the show uh, that uh, you guys have experienced. And, uh, Tracy, I wanted to kind of start with you. Uh, you one of the shows, you actually got into some kind of, uh, you got into... You got into like some kind of like uh, like old freezer or something, and you had some kind of weird experience in there. What was that all about? Yeah, it, it was a more body box. It was a tier. <laughs> I laid on the lower tier. I stayed in there for a pretty good while. Uh, yeah. Normally, I'm not claustrophobic. Uh, I've got far rescue background. I've been in many tight situations and stuff. So I really that stuff doesn't bother me. But for whatever reason, it it kind of started bothering me. It really felt like the walls and stuff were literally closing in on me. And I wouldn't, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with the situation I was in as far as uh, just being claustrophobic, but I've never considered myself claustrophobic, but it just felt like the walls were closing in on me. So I don't know if that was paranormal or not, but it, like I said, it unnerved me enough that I didn't want to be in there no more. And, it, it almost felt like something was in there with me, but it was, it could have just been caught up in a moment. So looking back on it, I'm not 100% sure if anything was paranormal, but I still kind of felt like there might have been something in there with me making me feel claustrophobic. So I, I really don't know. It was just weird all the way around because usually I don't get that way. It's probably a residual haunting from the from the uh, Mexican that he ate earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, just make a joke on that, Porter, but uh, is it possible that Chasey might have been, you know, feeling something from someone that maybe had died in there or had been left in there for dead and died in that thing? 
Well, you know, we captured the EVP when that little session was going on and everything. So there, yeah, it seems like there was if, if something wasn't in there with me, it was definitely there with us. So, uh, like I said, I I don't know if it was in there with me, but there was something there with. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to say that I haven't caught an episode yet of the show. This is Luke, guys, by the way. Yeah, this is Luke talking. Um, not because I'm not interested, just because I can't afford cable. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, I hear from, one thing that kind of sets you guys apart from the other uh, ghost hunting shows out there is that uh, your use of gadgets. And, I'm, you know, I'm hearing about this whole uh, uh, capturing, capturing spirits thing now. I, I guess you guys are the only ones doing that. Yeah, I mean, this is Porter. Uh, you know, I, I've not seen anyone else uh, really trying to use, uh, you know, uh, concepts or ideas of spirit containment the way we do. Uh, you know, we're, we look and try to uh, find... Uh, things that people have placed belief in or believe that uh, these elements or these items have containment potential or power. And so we try to take those concepts and ideas and then create those in a, in a portable sense that we could capture something or contain an energy and then be able to measure that energy after containment. Um, you know, that's something that no one's ever really tried to do. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've seen shows where people have used items to try to uh, say that they're, the, the spirit energy is connected to it. Uh, but, but, you know, we wanted to take it one step further and say, what if there's some validity to that? What if there's some type of concept there that is true and does exist, you know, that we could capture that energy and then we could show that that energy is still there? we would have captured what, what we believe is a, is a spirit or ghost. Um, you know, are we crazy for thinking that? You know, maybe we are. But the one thing that I always tell people when they, they, they start talking about these ideas and theories, you know, we're, we're testing stuff outside the box. We're trying things that uh, are outside of the laws of physics, science, math, uh, biology, you know, of this world because we don't believe these things are bound by those same laws. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we we also believe that you know, in in trying to accomplish this, we're we're not inhibiting our learning just based off of the facts that we have learned through education and and experiences from you know dealing with others in this world. So we're trying to keep our horizons broad and our eyes open and the possibilities open and hopefully that we'll discover something along the way. I want to talk about some of the specific traps that you guys have done on the last five shows and uh, actually uh, kind of have a cool advantage tonight because I have with me, sitting right next to me, the tech advisor for the show. And that's Joe, and he's been on our show many, many times. He's a good friend, and uh, he's here, so he can kind of chime in whenever he wants on the show. But I want to, you know, some of the, like, stuff that you guys have talked to, that you have done, you know, the different, like, designs and the ideas that you've had to quit, you know, to try to capture a ghost. 
So I want to talk to you guys about, you know, like the experiments that you guys were doing, uh, especially like the pyramid experiment that you guys did on, on the last show. Uh, you know, some really cool ideas that you guys have, some really kind of like thinking out of the box. Uh, I just want to, you know, you know, Chasey, you know, try to chime in on this since you, you know, you built some of it and uh, talk about uh, kind of like the individual experiments. Like which one was your favorite? Which one do you think was most effective? Uh, probably my favorite uh, was one that we used in uh, Scottsdale, Kentucky at Old War Memorial. Uh, was a uh, basically the ghost zapper. Uh, okay. I thought, it, I thought it was a real cool concept, and honestly, I, I think it probably worked better than some of the other ones. Uh, so I, I, I would like to build a better version of that one, and and really get up there and try to test it and use it. Okay. And uh, probably my least favorite so far was probably the vacuum cleaners. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. That, that was pretty much a done deal out of box after we started. But like I said, with some critiquing, that still might be a feasible trap. Uh, wasn't real big on the water trap, but it... it it has the cool thing about all these traps, they all have potential. It's just utilizing them in the right spots and right conditions and uh, kind of seeing what, what the results would be best suited for and everything. So. Yeah. Well, I got to, you guys, tech advisor on the show, Joe here, as I mentioned before. Um, you know, Joe, what's kind of like, you know, to help in like the process of like yeah, building these tracks when you come up with yeah things. how did you yeah how did you guys come up with these kind of like ideas? I want to give the most credit to the um, to the producer Matt. He we we all all the team members digging everybody we all collaborated on most of these ideas anyways. Uh, Matt came up with a lot of uh, cool ideas, and um, we we just really all utilized everybody's. Um, you know, superstitions really to come up with some of this stuff, which is was really cool. So I'm looking forward to another season. You know, because I, I think we can make these things better and more, um, probably more effective. And like <clears throat> Chasey Ray's talking about the vacuum one, it didn't get off the ground, but that was my favorite one. It would have been good if if if, if, the, if the smoke was controlled and. Uh, I, I thought it was a really good idea. Um, but the least favorite is show six, and I want you guys maybe to tell, Adam said he was going to be talking about that, but it's my least favorite because of sort of how everything unfolded. The The whole night was good, but we spent all this time on this one, and it didn't go the way we expected it, but maybe next year. Okay. What was that, like, the experiment you guys did? Um, as you guys saw earlier on the show, um, on show six, the, the experiment was supposed to be uh, an infinity trap with mirrors, and um, we had our thermal paper on the floor, our thermal pads, and I was, I was ready for this one. I, I was like, guys, you are going to get the craziest evidence on this one and everybody's going to really believe in paranormal stuff after they see this show. But 
I don't know. God works in mysterious ways, so so you know it's up to everybody, you know, to learn from this and maybe do better. But the the experiment pretty much was them, as you saw, running down the hallway, um, pushing the ghost into this mirror containment system that um, the guys built, and I I think I don't know. I think it has something to it because it maybe we pissed off these people this this entity so much with our idea of this experiment that it just had to lash out as you guys saw. Uh, uh, Doogie and Chris, um, it's kind of like the leaders in, in the group. What um, of these traps did you guys feel like you like most had the chance to kind of like catch a ghost, so to speak? I really actually like the first trap that we used on, well, as far as the way the series aired, the right. uh, the cage, uh, the the one with the capacitor and the, uh, the the thing that we used at Old War Memorial. And like, like I said earlier, I'm the least technical person out of the whole team, so I kind of just try to stand back and nod my head and haw. <laughs> I mean, I have I have some ideas on some things uh, in the future that I wouldn't mind trying out. But as far as the technical aspect of that, um, I have no idea how it works. But I do know that we got some cool interaction with that. Uh, the way that capacitor the capacitor reacted to what we were doing was uh, pretty strange to me. And the fact that we can implement it again and just try to bring in a bigger capacitor to see if we can hold that energy and contain it. Yeah. I, th I, think, yeah. That has I think that has real potential. So did you say, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, guys. Uh, well, that, you know, I'm with the rest of the guys. That that was one of the cooler traps. Um, but speaking on episode six that, that you just watched the other night, um, I think there's a cool concept there with the infinity mirrors and the infrasound generator. But I think that night things didn't go as planned, which most nights uh, you can have a plan, but it's never going to work out exactly how you want it. Yeah. But I think Brandon ended up being more of the, the tension, you know, more of the tension went to Brandon for some reason. Uh, you know, he didn't have a good experience there at all. And, uh, you know, like the guy said earlier, I don't know if we uh, if we pissed something off and it started affecting Brandon, but, uh, you know, I have to say that that trap actually caused, caused some mischief to, to, to come along, but I don't know if it was, I don't know, it, it definitely wasn't what we were expecting, and I think we had our guard down a little bit, and uh, it got us with, as we say down here in the south, it caught us with our pants down. And, uh, you know, sadly, sadly, it affected Brandon, which uh, affected the whole team because he's, he's like our little brother, you know. And none of us right. wanted anything bad happen to him. And, you know, you've seen, you seen in this episode uh, the true blue colors of the Tennessee Wraith Chasers and how we are a band of brothers. And if one falls, we all fall. But we're all there to uh, pick each other up. I mean... We love each other like brothers, like I said, and, you know, sometimes things just don't work like they're supposed to, and that's the reason why we put our hands, uh, you know, we want the hands of the big man around us all the time because you never know when uh, some bad mojo can go down. 
Yeah, Doogie, I don't know if I told you, all you guys, but before um, I saw you guys setting up the experiment, before we walked into the building on the roof, I, I saw this, this, this shadow guy who was completely black, and there was a moon that night, and he, he blocked out that light also. And I was like, whoa, this is so crazy. But I didn't say nothing because I didn't even, you know, no one gave me a camera, but just just my own point of view, I, I was like, I've never seen that before. So I was expecting I something, you know. Yeah, I remember you saying something to me after after the fact, after we came out and, um, you know, we kind of shut the episode down because, you know, it got to the point that, you know, we didn't care that the cameras were were, were on, and, and you know, it was it was beyond anything that had to do with with Hollywood or making the show. Um, and I remember when you told me that, and I was you know something was there lurking, you know, and and I, I don't believe I don't believe it to be good. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about it. Uh, you know what happened there, Doogie, with with Brandon, and it's unfortunate that he's not here with us, but. You know, and I know you guys don't really want to speak for him, but you know what um, what what happened there at that place? Well, you know, I think I think Brandon and, and we've all we've all talked about this a million times. You know, and, and we don't think that it was a possession. Um, you know, because okay. I don't think any of us has ever really seen a possession. You know, you hear about it and you're like, eh, you know, maybe. You know, it talks of it in the Bible and different things, but you know, you don't think about it you know, happening to a guy next to you. But, uh, you know, Brandon right. had a rough, he had a rough day in general. And, uh, you know, whatever was there was known to to manipulate people's minds, manipulate their thoughts. And if you go in and you've had a bad day and you've got bad thoughts already, and, and this is a demon that's supposed to manipulate your thoughts to something bad, um, that's what happened to Brandon, I believe, you know. It affected him enough to to cause him to say things the boy has never said. You know, uh, I've known him since knee high to a grasshopper, and I've never heard the boy cuss ever. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even Chris. I mean, not speaking for him, but you know, we've talked about it, and he's been with his brother, you know, from day one, and he had never seen him act like that or heard anything. So uh, you know, I let him elaborate on that, but. You know, it was a scary moment for for the whole team. You know, when when you got all of us big burly guys in a parking lot, you know, dropping <laughs> tears and and reaching for the Lord. You know, uh, you know that says a lot about us, and that says a lot about how we go about doing things and how we love each other. Was there anything that like did you see any like physical change or anything happen with him? You know, we, we noticed that there was something wrong with Brandon earlier in the day. Not as far as, when I say something wrong, I mean, he was, he seemed like he was a little distant. He was kind of in a bad mood. And when Brandon's in a bad mood, he doesn't take it out on anybody else. He just gets real quiet. And, right. Or, and, uh, right. you know, because I've known him, you know, his whole life. And when he does get upset or in a bad mood, he just, he, like I said, he just kind of goes off and he does his own thing and he's very quiet and reserved and, that's the way Brandon is anyway. He keeps his feelings inside. He, he definitely doesn't wear them on his sleeve. Uh, so the whole day he was kind of being 
like a little distant, and he he had some uh, some things bothering him, you know, outside of the show, I think, or outside of that particular investigation that caused some frustration. Um, but like Doogie said, this place was just the kind of place we were all frustrated. I think we all were very tense, and I don't know if it was the infrasound mixed with the the juju that we got from the place. Uh, I think maybe it could have been a combination of both, and then. You know, Brandon already having that frustration built up, I think he just kind of targeted him. Right. So what did you guys do? I mean, how did you guys rally around him? And did you, did you like, instantly pull him out of that situation? I mean, what? Well, as soon as we saw a change in him and he reacted, we all kind of decided to stop and just he needed to go outside and get some air and get away from the place. And then he, yeah. he did. He, he got out for himself. And like I said, he, he, was, he, was, he was pissed off. <laughs> Brandon rarely gets pissed off, but he was just angry. I think he was just angry right. at the whole situation. You know, and, you know, sometimes when you have a camera crew there and they've got cameras on you, it just makes it even worse. Uh, because you don't want people to see you uh, and you're at your worst. I mean, we all get pissed off. We all break things from time to time and scream and yell and act, you know, silly uh, and not like grown-ups. It just so happened that when, like, the only time that Brandon has ever done it, there were cameras on him. So I'm sure that that made it even worse. But yeah. he went outside to cool off and then, you know, it escalated a little further. He, I guess he wasn't done yet. Uh, and I mean, I can understand it as well because I'm ten times worse than he is. We come from the same uh, family, uh, so I mean, we all have tempers. But uh, you know, and after that, we got him away from the place a little further and kind of got him calmed down. And we left immediately. We didn't stay. We didn't break down. I mean, we have an awesome crew uh, that took care of him and took care of us and just said, "Look, guys, you guys get out of here. Go to the hotel. We're gonna." break down and take care of everything you guys just take care of him and we're lucky to have him and lucky to say we're understanding and you know he was okay after we got him away from there it seems like if there's like a stress that's going on um and especially he's probably under probably feeling a lot of stress i know that you guys i mean uh you know from i know that joe was pretty much leaving every weekend to help you guys on the show and you know it's got to be like a like kind of a stressful thing. I mean, pretty rewarding, but stressful at the same time. So when you guys get to, to a place like that, that is probably has that much energy going on, you know, somebody's going to get affected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, no doubt. I mean, you, you brought up several several good points there, and, and, and just to build on some of the stuff that, that Chris and Doogie were saying as well, you know, when we go in and we do these these experiments, you know, we're we're not a hundred percent completely sure about how they will affect us physically or emotionally uh, when yeah. you know some of the energies that are that are that we actually produce with our experiment. Uh, you know, so you you get those those tingly feelings, you get those some of those other energies there that are amplified, and so when you when you when you add all that together, you add the fact that we've been on the road for all these, you know, weeks, and, and you know, we all have day jobs, so when we go and, and film on the weekend and we turn around and come back and get back to the swing of our regular day job, uh, you know, it's, we had no days off, so we were working on 
you know, limited sleep, uh, being in a very dark and, and dreary place that had a lot of negative energy, uh, producing infrasound energy to try to uh, uh, maneuver these, these, these negative energies around. Uh, and, and, and the stress of it all, I mean, you know, you have a perfect cocktail for something to go haywire. And, uh, and, you know, and that's what happened. I mean, you know, it, it was, uh, uh, it was just, it was just that moment. And, uh, but, you know, we, we rally around each other like, like Biggie said, man. We're like, we're a band of brothers and we love each other and we don't want to see anybody hurt. So, but in the same sense, you know, if, if, if what we're trying seems to be working and doesn't kill us the first time, we're going to try it again somewhere down the road. And, and try to do it better. Other than that, time. go ahead. So I was just saying, absolutely, and I don't think that necessarily that that trap had that much to do with what happened that night. I mean, it's a possibility, but if it did, then it would have affected all of us in the same way, you know. So I think it was just a mixture of things for Brandon, and we'll probably try it again in the future. Yeah. So you guys probably would really think that, you know, it was like a full-blown possession more like he was being influenced by something that was there. Um, I, I think all of us are in agreement that we don't think it was a possession, or if it, it even if it was, just say way outside the box. Um, you know, I think whatever whatever darkness was there, maybe had a little influence on what was already going on with Brandon, and it, especially if it was bad, it's gonna it's gonna try to make you act the worst. And, you know, that's, that's what happened with Brandon. Um, just a collaboration of, of, like, Porter and Chris was saying, just, you know, no sleep, us running and gunning and things that happened during the day. Um, you know, it just it just was a bad mixture altogether. You're in a bad place. You're using new technology. Uh, you have no sleep. You're trying to get a show done. And yeah. it just it's just something that happened. But... The thing that we all agree on was that was not Brandon, and it's nothing that we'd ever seen him act out before. It was just a very strange and scary situation for all of us because we didn't know how to help him and other than pray. I mean, other than get over him and pray and let God let God take over. Right. Uh, so some of the methods that you guys are getting into these days and the, and the recent shows, uh, sounds a lot, well, it, it sounds close to, you know, what somebody would be doing with, like, invocations and kind of stepping into the boundaries of occultism, sort of. Uh, so, I, I mean, I know that's not what you guys are about or anything, but uh, just, just saying that, you know, with the methods of trying to draw these uh, to draw these spirits out, what kind of backlash have you guys gotten from the church? Surprisingly, uh, zero. not much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can speak uh, only for myself and my church, but they've been nothing but supportive. Uh, they, they'll come up to me in the handshake and be like, man, your show really freaked me out last night or like last weekend, you know. And uh, they they love it. I mean, I know uh, I've, I've had many talks with some of the members of my church, and they know what I believe. And, you know, I think it, it's just a matter of knowing uh, more about us, and you know, people only see us on TV. But if you go to our website and you check out our bios, uh, you can learn a little bit more about us. And then these interviews are really helpful because people get to understand the way we believe and, and not just judge us by, you know, these are Christians who are out looking for ghosts. Well, that that's you know, some two things that don't mix. Well, 
No, not necessarily. We're not saying that, you know, we believe that these are one certain thing. There's a plethora of different things that they could possibly be. We're just out there trying to figure out what it is. And, and the thing is, you know, you, you're speaking about the occult thing, and people say, oh, they're doing the occult. Well, no, we're not. We're intermingling things that people have heard for, for centuries on, okay, crystals uh, cleanse, crystals hold energy, this does that, um, you know, trapping things in boxes uh, to get rid of a bad spirit, uh, burning burning things to get rid of a bad spirit. It's not it's not all occult. It's, it goes to Indians, it goes to medieval times, and all we're doing is testing theories because anything out here, whether it's occult, Things, they're, they're just implementing theories from other people. And when we, we've got God behind us, and we're just testing theories for the paranormal world because apparently they stay in a little box um, most of the time, and they don't try anything. So, so you're not finding out anything new. And like Porter was saying earlier, you know, most of the time, our education gets in the way of learning anything new because you keep learning what somebody else has already told you is 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 it is the rock. And you know, if it wouldn't have been for people Benjamin Franklin, people like that, I mean, thinking outside the box, Einstein, you know, we would have never came up with other things, you know, because people's like, oh, that's just what it is. That's just how it's done. No, it's not. The more you can do outside the box and think for yourself instead of thinking what a book tells you, you know, you're never going to get any further. You're never mm-hmm. going to be, you're never going to learn anything more than the guys who just told you what you need to learn. Right. Uh, so the question is, guys, I mean, you talk a lot about this on the show, and I'm sure you talk a lot about it on other shows. You guys think you'll be the first to catch a ghost? That's that's really our intent. We we really hope we can be successful because if we do, I mean that's that's just groundbreaking. And uh, like we said at the end of the day, that's that's what we're wanting to do. So uh, we're going to try hard at it, and we're going to keep plugging at it until we get some type of result. And like I said, I I believe it's possible myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? We may discover the next form of green energy out of the paranormal. Uh, you might. You might. There's actually some people who think that's possible. Well, the thing about the thing about catching these ghosts, you know, people's like, well, well, why are you going to try to catch a ghost? That's a bad thing. Well, why is it a bad thing? Because if everybody out here is like, oh, if you know, these things are trapped inside these walls. They're trapped inside these asylums. Well, if these asylums can trap it, why can't we trap it and get it out of where it doesn't want to be? You know, if if so-called it is, you know, entities that lived here one time and now it's passed over to somewhere else, a different dimension, different, you know, whatever you want to call it, why not take them out of these bad places? You know, they want to, they want these things to pass over. Well, maybe being inside those walls, they can't pass over. So why not take them out? have a proper ceremony, if we think it's something good, you know, give them a proper burial that they may not have had been. A lot of times, you know, people that were, were put in these mental institutions were put there to be forgotten about. They didn't want to have to deal with them. And they may have just been thrown in a grave and buried and not anything said, not a prayer, not a blessing, you know, uh, nothing. So if yeah. we can at least do that or, you know, maybe our traps have worked. Maybe we've got them outside the walls. 
and we transported them far enough just outside those walls that it could pass on, you know, then we've done our job. Regardless of whether we've shown America, the nation, whoever, hey, we contain this energy. Maybe we just got it outside the walls and it got to go where it needs to go or where it needs to be. And if it has, you know, we fulfilled our job. Yeah, and I mean, it's like this. There are so many, you know, we do get some flat. I mean, mostly, shoot, I'd say, I don't know about you guys, but I'd say about 90% of the, the feedback we've gotten has been all positive. But yeah, there's, always that, there's always that 10% that's like, oh, you guys are, are silly. You're trying to trap a ghost. You're trying to do this. You're doing that. Well, if you think about it in that sense, the whole thing is silly. So why not try to break the barriers? I mean, why not try to do something nobody else has tried to do? If you believe that an electronic voice phenomenon is real, why not believe in this? I mean, whenever that first came about, uh, and, and the first person, I believe it was Thomas Edison, that ever got the first EVP, I mean, I'm sure people gave him a lot of backlash. But you know what? I mean, now we're doing it, and everybody thinks it's, you know, it's a fact. I mean, it definitely isn't, but, I mean, people think it's hardcore fact in the parental society. But, yeah, when you try to catch a ghost, people, you know, throw rocks at you. And, and yeah. just, talking, just talking through a K2 meter the first time, and somebody said, oh, it's talking to me through this meter. How many people around the world said, you're an idiot. They're yeah. not supposed to talking to you through a meter. Well, it's the same concepts here. People can say, oh, you can't catch a spirit. Well, what I say to them is, okay, to each your own, but why not? Why not? If you always, if people out here say, well, anything's possible, live your dream, anything's possible, well, that's exactly what it is. Anything is possible, but until you try it, how do you know it's impossible? Yeah, we're just, right. we're just the rednecks to give it the good old-fashioned thing they try. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not really, you know, guys, I'm going to ask you before we go, you know, uh, What's next for you guys? And I know that uh, there is there has been some good news recently about the show as well. Hey man, wherever the road takes us. Yeah. Uh, do you think the show is going to come back? Oh, we, we sure we 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 sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, we're, we're, we're hopeful that uh, all the good, uh, the good reports we've got uh, have a little bit of bearing on the show coming back. Right. We've seen we've seen to break. We we seem to have broken a few uh, few records. Um, so hey, who who knows? You know, this this Hollywood business is a little shaky sometimes, and you know, hopefully they'll want to bring back the real deal because I mean, there that we don't. We don't fake anything. I say anybody else does, but you know, we're, we try to keep it as true as we can keep it. Uh, and if you want to see real, real ghost hunting and uh, guys trying to implement, you know, real ideas and, and concepts, then keep tuning in and hit up Destination America and say, hey, we want some more of this uh, ghost asylum and the Tennessee rape chasers. Exactly. Uh, we we feel like we're just now getting started and everything. We we just ready to keep going and going and going and going and live our dreams that we could do this every day that's what we'll do and that's what we're pushing for so hopefully we'll definitely get a second season and third season and just keep going for here to the end so uh, that's hey, what we wish no more who knows what kind of trap uh, CRM and Joe and Brandon and everybody will come up with we're liable to come up with some kind of Trojan horse or something <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, don't tell Joe to do that. I'll, I'll be working with a Trojan horse in the yard. I'll give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I bet there's Joe shaking in their boots right now listening to this interview thinking about that Trojan horse. <laughs> and if this goes listen to my show, that'd be pretty amazing in and of itself. Is there something you want to add, Joe? Yeah, Chris, uh, one of your ideas, uh, um, like you had on the show, we're working on a couple of them, so if you can tell Matt to, to start shooting, you know, more seasons and stuff, you know, we'll be there when you guys are ready, so. Well, we can promise this to the viewers. I mean, we'll try anything once, and if it works, we'll try it twice. Yeah. And if it don't kill us, we might try it again. Yeah. <laughs> and if Absolutely. it does kill us, we, we might get a chance to come back for as a ghost and really test some other stuff no, out. If it, yeah, if it does kill us, every ghost in the world is going to be like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck with these jokers? Great. <laughs> Rick, is there anything you wanted to add? Well, I, tell you, I can guarantee you this. If one of these traps kill the Duke, um, I'm going to come back and I'm going to try to trap humans. <laughs> uh, he's going to come back and haunt his wife on craft night. <laughs> yeah, especially on craft night. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, and uh, we're just going to close out this section, but uh, stay in line for me just a bit, and uh, we'll be right back on Conspiracy Normal. <laughs> All right. That was a fantastic show with the Tennessee Red Chasers. That's right, boy. Ooh, them levels are looking a little bad, Zach. Come on, take those down a little yeah, bit. Take them down, Zach. Right. <laughs> what do we, what do we not pay you for, son? <laughs> I think I think them boys bring the country out of me a little bit. <laughs> I think they do, man, because you're from over there from Watertown. You, yes, sir. You ain't that far from that, or Gallatin. <laughs> The problem with those guys, when I get them on the phone, and like we've had them on for two times, I can't distinguish their voices sometimes. <laughs> like it's mainly Doogie and Chris. Well, that's it's like I have, I have, a, right I have a hard time. Yeah. I'm a Southerner, man, so I can, I, I can say what I want. <laughs> and who am I speaking with now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, you know, on a lighter note, we got uh, Zach is back. We're gonna hopefully have him. Come back in. Hopefully. Zach, Zach was here back. in like uh, episode the, uh, 48, and then. If, if the old lady will let me come back. Yeah, well, we got to. Uh, you just tell her, man. Just like, you know, smack around. Say, it's your boy. That's your boy. It's your boy. You, you know, know what, what to, to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, uh, you know, Bobby has uh, made his way to Portland. Yeah. Luke Bubs. saw him off the other day. Uh-huh. Bubs is Bubs is out there in Portland. He says, See you on the flip side. <laughs> See you on the flip side, bro. <laughs> he says he says, What do I do when I get out there? Buy some skinny jeans? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hang out with all the hipsters, right? <laughs> you gotta get some skinny jeans. Well Joe, let's bring you in here, man. I mean, you know, what do you think about that interview and um you know how things went, and you, and you uh, you know, I want to ask you too, uh, kind of like your experience, like working on the show and and helping out, and how all that went. Was there was it a, like a lot of like waiting around and? Yeah, um, I thought I thought it was a natural thing. Like you know, I'm I'm here to help the guys out, the Tennessee Wraith Chasers, and I, you know, they've got some good ideas, and I was just a compliment to their 
you know, strategy. And I think I think we've got hundreds of ideas. Brandon's got a lot of ideas. Too bad he didn't make it on to talk. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of ideas that he wanted to introduce. He wants to introduce. So I I think it's going to be good in the future. And if it's if the show doesn't go, um, someone's going to pick up the Tennessee Rape Chasers. I think and. Um, someone's going to want to pursue this um, new way of ghost hunting. I think I think it's a new breed of ghost hunting, and uh, it it should it should be um, either if it's not on a TV show, it'll be on their website or on YouTube. You know, they're they're going to do more in the future, and uh, I'm just here to help those guys succeed. Well, it, look, it, it seems like it, like it's doing pretty good on the show. Um, you know, they've had the six shows, and, um, you know, of course, that's kind of like, I think, for that kind of show, just starting out, that's normal. That's like kind of like a normal run. Like, I think, like, the first Ghost Hunters season was only, like, ten. Yeah. So it seems like they've done, you know, pretty good as far as, like, ratings. And as long as the ratings are there, I think that they'll probably come back at least for another I mean, Mountain Monsters has come back for what three seasons? I yeah. mean, they're they're better than Mountain Monsters with that. They're a sheep squatch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I haven't seen the show, but it sounds very interesting. They're very interesting guys. Yeah, I think they'll do well. I, I think they timed it right, though. Everybody started getting bored with the ghost shows, so you know, they're. I think their timing's good. We got a, something fresh and new for everybody. So, yeah. I, I think the ratings are showing that they've got good numbers so far, and they've got another show coming on there with some try going to try to get those guys on uh, called Ghost Stalkers that's um, coming on I think right after that which looks fairly interesting. Yeah, that that's our competition. We don't want to talk about it. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what was you kind of like your insights and some of it? I know you were busily reading some swamp thing while we were. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I got to multitask, you know. Looking <laughs> <laughs> at ads in my comic books from like 1995. <laughs> um, Zach was remembering his ears as a zygote. I, you know, you were, you were talking. <laughs> you were just talking about how the uh, how the whole ghost hunting thing seems to. You know, it it, it was a fad um, there for a while. All right. The, all the the uh, networks were catching on. You know, they wanted part of that money and. Uh, now it's kind of dropping off a little bit uh, again, but you'll always have that uh, ghost hunting community that they can appeal to. You know, there's always going to be people uh, tuning in. You know, I know some people personally that that watch like every ghost show, uh, ghost hunting show on TV. You know, any, right. any one of them that's on, and uh, I think it's awesome that they're trying like a new dynamic to the show that nobody else has done before. Well, because I mean, you you're, really you're have to. Yeah, and your your countless others have have tried and failed, you know, and it uh, it's great that they they're bringing something new and unique to the table. Well, you know, one of the things that you know I've gotten just kind of like bored with a lot of the ghost stuff. Um, you, to be totally honest, but they do bring something cool, especially with like the experiments, and I think just their personalities. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, that is, I think it's it's interesting that they are that they are a Christian group yeah. as well. Oh yeah, uh, that was a good question about like cultism. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, with with the first show, they weren't uh, really, you know, they were using the con- more the conventional gadgets at that point. They were using the recorders and uh, you know using some video and stuff like that. And 
and now they're they're kind of pushing that boundary. Right. Yeah. I think that that's what religion's all about, though. They're talking about the stuff we're discovering. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Bible, maybe don't mess with demons, but why not get the demon's name at least and uh, report them to the proper authorities, you know? So I, I, I think it's all good. What's the proper authorities? We don't know yet. We don't <laughs> even know that. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, some protection <laughs> angel. <laughs> God, maybe. Yeah. Well, I got a story I want to read you guys. And I just thought that this was just the perfect the perfect story for conspiratorial. Well, hold on, before you read that, yeah, okay. I, I, told, right. I told you the other day when you, you first told me the premise of this show, I was like, man, it's, they're going to turn into the Ghostbusters. Like, right now, it's Ray Chasers. They're going to have to turn the, turn the name over once they start catching them. Yeah. They're like the t Tennessee Ghostbusters. <laughs> Put them in like a containment unit. That's what know? it sounds like. <laughs> that's what, what the Faraday cage is. We already got it going on. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, like that's one of the things we didn't mention was the Faraday cage that that was made as well. Yeah. With like the Hellfire on it. I don't even still don't even know what that's all about. Yeah, the we we have to look at that thing again. I haven't seen it in a while. It's at Doogie's house. Yeah, it's like I've seen all these things and like it's like. The pyramid was was kind of cool. There, there, there's your occultism right there. Yeah, you know, I, channel you know, the, the the first thing I thought of was the Orgone pyramid. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it, it it's your the, Orgone hat. That's the crystal they used. It was the Orgone pyramid on top. Oh, nice. And and it was working. We would touch it, and it would shock you just a little. Then if you don't if you don't even touch it at all, then you come back later. It's like a taser. It would actually really shock you super bad. That's how intense it was. And uh, you see on the show, Chasey's using that light bulb. It'll, it'll light up. And then then it would stop lighting up because it uses that energy. So it was effectively sending energy out all around it. Hmm. So so we, we were real surprised we didn't see anything in the crystals. You know, when it got to the Faraday cage part. You know, at the end of the show. But that's what they're saying is once they left the building, maybe that energy knew it was out of the confinement of the building. So it left the crystal too, you know. So we really need to bring the Faraday cage into the buildings with us and test everything on site. I think but that would be The good. whole crystal thing reminds me of the scene from Napoleon Dynamite with the time machine <laughs> where he's like, you got to put in the crystals. Did you insert the crystals? <laughs> you insert the crystals? <laughs> But anyway, I wanted to leave you guys with this uh, uplifting article here. Uh, this is uh, from the Huffington Post. So, Chef Marcus Volk dismembers Cook's girlfriend before killing himself, police say. Mm, tasty. An Australian chef killed his Indonesian girlfriend in their apartment and cooked several parts of her dismembered body on the kitchen stove, police say. Marcus Volk, 28, was caught by police boiling several parts of Mayang Presito's body in chemicals, according to Brisbane Times. Volk fled and then reportedly used a knife to kill himself in an industrial bin near his Brisbane apartment. The gruesome scene unfolded on Saturday night when police responded to complaints about rotting meat smell from Volk's neighbors oh. in the complex. There they found Volk, who immediately ran away, and Presito's other bodily remains in garbage bags. I won't do an Australian accent, but... I smelled something a few days ago, but we've had sewer sewerage problems through the building over the past few weeks, which building managers have been trying to solve, Courtney Thornton-Reichert, a tenant of the complex, told Brisbane Times. 
it smelled like off dog food, so I just thought someone had either been feeding their animal or the dog had made a mess. Folk's mother told Yahoo News that there was no indication there was anything wrong with her son. She also had no idea he met Presito, a transgender cabaret dancer, oh, no. while working as a chef on an international cruise ship. She said she hadn't seen her son for at least a week before the incident. I'm not sure what he was doing. Last we knew, he was working on boats, Dorothy Volk said. A motive for the killing wasn't immediately clear. Neighbors said the couple was completely normal, right? And Volk's <laughs> Facebook page revealed that he was critical of violence against women and animals. Investigators said Monday that they're looking over security camera footage from apartments nearby. Police couldn't confirm how long Brazito had been dead before they found Volk. Is the next article you're going to read about the Colombian woman that put a potato in her vagina? <laughs> no, but that's intriguing. <laughs> yeah. her, her, her mother told her that it was a good contraceptive. Wow. <laughs> so what I love about that article is it not is, only... If you saw a girl with one of those, you would walk away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps the men away, right? <laughs> you know... But this, uh, everybody who can't see this picture, obviously, but you guys can. I mean, that that's a dude. Okay. That's, wow. that's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like a woman, huh? It's a dude, man. <laughs> it's that's a one, man, man. That's one dude I want to see naked. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lady. <laughs> it's a lady. <laughs> That's a dude. Transgender Joe. Transgender. Transgender. <laughs> so not only does he, not only does it start off with like you know that he ate his, he, he killed his girlfriend, cooked her, ate her, but she just happens to be also a man. <laughs> well, maybe that. he said he was against violence against women, so right. There you go. Not technically woman, uh, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I I feel like some of this must be made up, man. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I know. I, I when I first saw it, I thought to myself, yeah, it may be. On, on the news this morning, get this. Uh, McGavick Pike, a semi-truck carrying 40,000 pounds of pumpkins, crashes into a house on McGavick Pike and um, kills a lady named Boo. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's an wow. obvious advertisement. No, no, no. What no. month is it? Uh, you know, incidentally, good you mentioned that. Because Zach here sent me something last night on Facebook about the uh, Ebola victims in Liberia that are supposedly They're, coming back from the I, dead. I already snoped it. It's Have all, you seen that? It's all BS. <laughs> well, you know what comes. You know what what uh, is going to come on fairly soon. What comes back? You know, coming back in October. What show? No. The Walking Dead. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is like these things that people do, like these viral marketing campaigns. Right, yeah. You just put like some... I want to see something with zombies now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen stuff on there, like there was one um, with like supposedly this, like this camera out in the woods that it supposedly uh, caught this creature or something, and then like it was later revealed that the creature was in a video game that was coming out. Wow. Yeah. And then the other things that, you, you know, th th these are things that you see all the time. These stupid uh, you know, yeah, Ebola victims the... running back from the dead. You know, there's people that are going to believe that. Oh, yeah. You remember, <laughs> you remember the viral marketing they did for uh, the Carrie remake where they had the... They yeah, had the girl the in, the, in, the, in the coffee shop yeah. and she was supposedly moving things with her mind yeah. and they set the whole thing up. And they had another one where it was like it was a baby yeah, or something, the, and they were the freaking people baby. out with a possessed well, baby. 
What's What's bad is that I have some friends that really believe like every Facebook article that they read. Oh yeah, there's always yeah. people like that out there. That it's like, oh it, my so. god! And you know the fear is like really up on this whole Ebola thing right now. Everybody, like one person well, the, has come to the United States. One person hey, has died. Has now. died. One person. There's like been thousands in West Africa. One, and everybody's like, I saw something wow. on, I saw something on Facebook. You know, it's always on Facebook, isn't it? Yeah. I saw something where, like, these people, like, what is it? No, it was in my email, actually, where, like, the some survival mall was, like, was after us, like, Ebola survival survival kits. You know, only yours were, like, $114.95. All this kind of stuff. It's like every... People make money off it, anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what we all need to get into. That just, we do. Just, we need to start getting some sponsors. And just like whip up the fear, just do like the whole Alex Jones thing, and just be like, "Well, what you need is seeds. (laughs) You need seeds." I heard someone come out with some kind of technology that's supposed to be able to like capture ghosts or something like that with with a camera or like a video camera. I don't know what you're talking about, man. (laughs) But you know, but but. But he has to spin that in some way. Like ghosts are all around and trying to get you, so you need seeds. Yeah. Well, I was I was trying to make that kind of a plug so Joe can go into, you know, talking about HIT. That was kind of yeah. Let's talk a little bit about like (laughs) like the next three minutes or something. I know everybody's you know we got to go eat some cat food spaghetti. So what uh, you know what you've been working on? Just um, hopefully the Tennessee Reef Chasers will talk about it. It's the new technology. Um, It'll amplify the motion and light and video. Um, very cool stuff. If you look at some of the evidence um, there is on the internet, just type in hidden intelligence tracking and you guys will see the new the new stuff we're working on and hopefully they'll put it on the their show on Ghost Asylum. How can we um, spin that in the seeds? So um, seeds. <clears throat> Alright, uh, ghosts want you to buy the seeds or they're going to haunt your house. <laughs> they want you to plant. No. They want you to plant some seeds. Well, that, that's sort of what we're finding out, though, is that there's ghosts everywhere. You just have to ask for them. And uh, I, I don't call it occultism. It's more of a you do have to ask for this stuff. It's like bringing out your Ouija board, but we bring out a camera. That's what the the ghost hunters are doing. They're asking for the ghosts to show up. You know. Yeah. So. This stuff actually shows you that they're there. You know, it's like EVP, but for video. This stuff actually shows you patterns in the air that you can't see with your normal eyes. And it's um, it's very intriguing. Well, what I'm most impressed by on it, the stuff that you show me, has actually been the orb stuff that you've caught. And I'm not a big orb guy. But uh, it's interesting that this stuff is not showing up like on camera. Yeah, they're bigger. Like this one I'm down. showing you, Adam. They're bigger than than dust particles, Luke. That's bigger than a dust particle. It's in my hands. Mm-hmm. That would be an entire um, snowball. That's how big some of this stuff is. So wh- it's not. Um, that's that's it's not fabricated. That's that, definitely a strange uh, motion on the video that he's showing us here. It's um, it's something that. It can't be. I mean, it could be faked, you know, but I know that you wouldn't take the time to, 
yeah. sit there and like draw, airbrush it all in and everything. I mean, yeah, it's it, th this would take too long to do, and I can do video after video and show you the technology. You see like a little white puff of uh, what looks like smoke in between his hands, and then it like rolls out really quick. Yeah, we need. I'll put a. I'll put a link. Joe, give me a link so I can put like the like to your vines so people can see this stuff. Okay. And you know, I just want to leave with. The, I'm going to read this whole story, but the you know the headline is Pazuzu Algarod arrested. Skeletal remains found in yard of evil gods worshiper. So apparently, this guy in North Carolina with a bunch of tattoos on his face. Really uh, apparently, like he uh, he killed and ate like two prostitutes and burned them in a fire pit. But then I love this right here um, that um, Huffington Post tells us through WFMY News Two reported that Pazuzu is not his original name. Oh, wow! Really surprising. All right. Well, um, next uh, week, actually, uh, you know, and being October, we're going to continue the whole Halloween motif. We've got um, Donna Parrish Bischoff coming back. Uh, she was with us like show 20, and this is like show 60. So it's been almost two years since we've had her on. She's got a new book called Growing Up Paranormal. Uh, last time we had her coming on, talk about the Lee Avenue haunting. So we, you know, I've started the book now, and uh, by then uh, be able to uh, talk to her. And uh, she probably has some ghost stories to tell us as well. So I'm excited to have her back. And I'm um, in negotiation with a couple of other ge um, guests at the moment. So, we'll be bringing you some good stuff. We realize that this is episode 60, Luke. We've done 60 episodes. Whoa. I mean, this is crazy. When we get to 66, it's going to be brutal. Yeah, it is. Just just be brutal. Just be screaming the entire <laughs> episode. So, and as far as Bobby is concerned, uh, he may join us sometimes through Skype. We might get a little visit from Bobby right. and occasionally. Maybe get Bubs on there too. Hey, hold on, guys. We're gonna hit this all pipe. Right, all right, oh man, <laughs> get some beer. Oh, oh we got. I just got some sauce on the floor, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, we love Bobby. He's 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 been great. And so, uh, but uh, thank you guys for coming and uh, join us next time on Gunspiral.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.